You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, Carterville and friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really glad that you chose to tune in this morning. So on Sunday, I preached to the church about community, about the church as family. For us, this is a part of our nine ways we follow Jesus sermon series, which is a way for us to evaluate discipleship, just to make sure that we don't find ourselves acting more like the Pharisees than we are the disciples of Jesus. We want to make sure that we're not just being religious, but we really are learning to live the Jesus way of life, that we're really learning to follow him. Well, joining me for today's podcast is Brick Sager. Brick is our interim pastor of discipleship and membership. So, Brick, welcome. Thanks, Ben. Glad to be here. So, I know you're not a stranger to the podcast. You help me out with episodes from time to time, and That's I'm right. always yeah. grateful to have your cooperation. But today, I invited you specifically um, because over the last several years that you've been on staff, which I guess is like probably four, huh? Right about there, yeah. Yeah, so, and you started out as an, as an intern you mm-hmm. know, with me 10 hours a week or so as a pastoral intern when you were a college student. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you're working on your MBA, you're married, you've got a kid, you've been here a long time, and, and, you, and you got a 40-hour-a-week uh, job. You know? That's right. So it's been neat, neat to watch. But, but over the years, I have I've seen that you have a real concern, a strong place in your heart, for the principle of Christian community. Mm, And I just, I thought that you would be my best co-host for this episode. So Brick, if you don't mind, I just want to sit down and ask you uh, to kind of unpack for us some of the core principles of what makes Christian community important to you, Mm. what makes Christian community work to you. We just really like kind of as a church family, we want to be able to hear some of your heart on this. What's God taught you? (laughs) Thanks, Ben. And church family, here we go. We're going to step into the next eight-part podcast. So this is step one. We're going to unpack all the rest of these questions. No, I'm kidding. We could. We could We could have... Community is a big topic. Eight or ten uh, parts, but no, we're going to... We're going to drill on down and focus. Um, I will say, I'll give, I'll give a little bit of a plug to a classic, um, a, a classic book written on community that's short. You should read it. Um, that actually changed... A lot of my thinking as a uh, as a high schooler, and really this this wasn't Brick being a great a great reader. This was Brick being a um, a, a library a student um, just sitting at the desk in the library. You were and a student assistant, student assistant, or something like that. And the one time in my high school career that I pulled a book off the shelf uh, was was the one book that I read, and it really changed me. And so I attribute that to the Lord, not to me. Um, but it's a book called Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Really short, um, and it's interesting. It's got some great truths in it. Uh, maybe a little bit difficult to read, so so buckle in. But it is short, uh, and that's just uh, if you're looking for additional resources out there on hey, what's some good reading about community? That's one that I'd recommend. So plug right there. Let me jump into a couple of my thoughts in regards to community. When we look at Christian community, obviously a passage that's really, um, it's got a lot of meat to it when we talk about community is the one that talks about body life, right? And, and I'm talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, 
I'll read verse 27 for you just so that we have kind of a summary statement of what Paul's getting at. Um, it's the conclusion of, his, of him talking about what we're going to call body life. And he says this, Now you, and he's writing to the church in Corinth, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So he's, he's speaking to this church and he's saying, You are the body of Christ. And that's verse 27, but if you've got, your, your phone or your Bible and you're able to read, read along, um, go back and, and, and read really from the start of the chapter on, um, but especially from verse 12 to, I guess, 27, um, about that, that body language. And, and you'll probably remember it off the top of your head. When, when Paul's speaking, he actually goes back and he says, you know, can the eye say to, and I'll, I'll use Brick's paraphrase, I don't forget what body parts it is exactly i can read it to you it says read, if, read it for us, if the foot should say because i'm not a hand there we go i don't belong to the body and then he said if the ear would say because i'm not an eye i, I don't belong yeah. to the body and he goes on from then to explain why that's not the case well that's not the case right and so he's using this body language like actual body parts and one i think important theme to pull from it there's a lot but an important one that that i have always grabbed from it is the nature of dependence inside a person's body. Like my body is dependent on every piece that goes together. Like if we if we take, especially those essential organs, right? If I take my heart out and say all of a sudden I don't need my heart, well, Brick's gonna be in trouble. Um, so so my body is, is dependent upon every little piece to continue functioning. And so it's a mystery to me. It's, it's a mystery, but it's also one worth exploring on on what it looks like for us. So so if Paul is saying that we're the body of Jesus, what does that type of dependence on each other look like? Um, worth asking, I would love to offer a couple just on the ground, hey, this, is, this might be how it looks, this type of dependence on one another. Um, but also, before I do that, I have to say, this, this, this idea of dependence on one another, as as Jesus's body is one that speaks against a lot of mentalities in our culture. I mean, our culture is very independent. Uh, man, when you look at um, achievements from from school to career, man, we're very independent. We we want those achieve, achievements that we get. Uh, you know, whether it's being a great, great athlete, we want that to be to be my achievement. I want that to belong to me, and and I want to, you know, fight to get it, and that that will that'll be mine. Um, I think similar with family. Now, yeah, we love we love family. We're close to family, but actually, American culture in the grand scheme is a very independent culture. It's there's you know we it's not often that we've got um, like all, the whole family living in one house from, from, from grandkids to great, great grandparents all living together. And, and, and some of that's cultural differences, but, but we're more independent family wise. Uh, so we're, we're a very independent culture and it's, it's hard for us to look up and say, Hey, I need someone. I, I need you. Uh, not, not as a means just to, to get to the next stepping block or not just as a means to, to get better. Like I, I need you as a person. I need someone else for help. Um, and so that mentality is difficult for us to, to draw along, but I think it's something that is crucial to the body of Christ. Yeah. It's almost like the driver behind that mentality I, where 
where I resist mm-hmm. uh, collaboration, where I don't want to be dependent on anybody else. It seems to me that the common driver for that, at least in me, would be pride, which is the root oh, of yeah. sin, right? Absolutely. Like, it's the root of all sin, right? So it's almost like if Jesus is going to do a good work in me, if, if I've got to die to myself and put my pride to death, this is part of it. That's right. Right? And I wonder, too, if this if that same mentality, like if I can't look at the body of Christ and say, I do want to accept your help, mm-hmm. your support, your prayers, your emotional support, your your hospitality, your kindness, your you know your wisdom, your leadership. If That's I, right. I do want to accept you know, what you, what the rest of the congregation uh, brings. It's almost like if I, if I'm in a place where I can't say yes to that, where I, where I instinctively pridefully say no to that, I wonder how well I am receiving from Jesus as well. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I'm, exactly right. if I'm not looking at Jesus and saying, you know, all I need from you really is salvation. Please yeah. bear it. Just, just forgive me my sins. And then I'll do the rest by myself mm. because it's almost like at the end of the day, I want to come across the finish line and say, I did it all by myself. Yeah. Right. Like a two year old. Um, yeah. And today I'm kind of ashamed of that. Like I've seen that. I've, mm. I've been that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, vulnerability can be so hard. Like that's a sign of, but to me, these are signs of very healthy self-esteem, very healthy personhood. Like when you get to a point where you're not guarded in this way, yeah. where you can be open and vulnerable in appropriate you know, settings, or you can't accept hospitality, kindness, and help from the rest of the church. When you can get over this, um, this, this, you know, self-reliance. Anyway, I I guess we've allowed independence to go to a fault Mm. and feed our pride. Well, and so one thing that I actually really love when I look at community, Christian community, the the body of Christ is, I think anyone listening to this is going to look up and say, yeah, like, I struggle with that with that drive for independence. And I say, man, is there not a better place than the church? Or, or hopefully, can this not be a better ground, a, a better space for us to begin training ourselves in a different way, yeah. like according to Jesus' pattern? Sure. And, and is it easy? No, I mean, clearly, I mean, we're still, we're still messy people, and that's not going to be easy, but... It's it's a better it's I think it's one of the best grounds Christian community the church where we can start those baby steps learning more and more how to be dependent on others. Yeah, well, if we're supposed to love God and then love people, mm-hmm. right? Then it seems like healthy Christian community is almost like the first mark yeah. of healthy Christian growth that we're being conformed to the image of Jesus. Yeah. Yikes! I haven't thought about it that way. Well, Brick, you sort of gave us a teaser at the beginning of the podcast that you might tell us what this has looked like to you or yeah. what it, or what it could possibly look like for us to take a step in the right direction as Christian community healthy Christian community mm. and i wonder if you would i wonder if you would unpack a little of that for us let's see if we can um, let's imagine it this way imagine that listeners to the podcast today are saying well dad gum you're right okay i feel convicted that's right okay so jesus i want to be better at this and they you know they look at you and say brick Give me a couple of examples, right? Mm-hmm. Help me learn. Okay. What have you got? Okay. Here we go. So let me let me give the strongest example that's sitting in my head because because I'm Perfect. hopefully praying I'm I am I am praying for our Sunday school classes, looking at them, loving them. Man, it's amazing to me just to think and imagine at all the ways that Jesus is working through these um, I would almost, I mean, like these mini communities, these people, these people in Carterville Baptist Church that are meeting together um, on Sunday mornings to encounter the word together. And then also hopefully um, engaging in community 
outside the Sunday mornings, encouraging one another, texting one another, being accountable to one another. So Sunday school, how does this look like carried out in Sunday school? If you go to Sunday school, I want to encourage you with the reminder that you are an integral member to that Sunday school. You're, the, the teachers are valuable. The teachers and leaders are valuable, but they're not the only ones that are necessary for that group to grow and, and thrive. No, you as the member are a critical voice in the room. And so Sunday school. And, and not just a voice in the room like answering questions or sharing your oh, opinions no. or interpreting yeah. scripture, but even like in praying well for each other, in engaging the group. Being in, real, the, honest. Be, having some transparency so that yeah. we're not hypocritical groups. Caring for each other outside of class. Right. You know, sending some tech. So, wow. Okay. So, step one, like even in Sunday school small group communities, right? Like, mm-hmm. are you engaging your role in that community? Mm. Good word, man. Okay. And so, per the same token, like before we, before we step off of that train, um, also look around at your room and remember that everyone else in that room is is an integral, valuable member to keeping that class alive. So, yeah. so if there's someone that's not speaking, man, it, in gentleness, encourage them yeah. to, to to offer to offer something that's going on in their head. I know we've got introverted folks, man. I'm I'm and one that, of those that will tend to be silent. Sure. So that might look more like this, right? That that's I'm not going to embarrass you, but it no, might look yeah. like me saying. Hey, Brick, man, I really wonder what you're thinking about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I value your thoughts. You've heard, you've said some good things before. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking about how Christian community, you know, there's this service aspect. Like that, Absolutely. That if, that if somebody in my in my small group, in my, my crew, man, if there's somebody that needs something, that we would be willing to sacrifice and serve. And that's mm. the thing. To serve them is going to require a little bit of a sacrifice, you know, financially or time-wise or mm-hmm. energy-wise, uh, that we would be, that we would care, that we make sure there's space in our heart for each other so that if you're going through a tough time that I really mean it when I say, gosh, wow, I love you and I'm sorry that you're going through that. Um, And if that's not there, well then pray about it. Ask Jesus to help your heart grow, right? Uh, I just think about lots of little ways we can serve, care for each other, minister to each other, serve together with each other if we collaborate in Christian community. And I also think that some of Christian community, you know, is is just relational. It's that I know you Absolutely. and you matter to me. And hospitality seems to me to be one of the best ways to do that. Absolutely. You know? So you just yeah. kind of ask yourself this question: like, what would it look like if once a month or more you opened your home uh, to other members of the church, not not just to church members that you're expecting might invite you back over to their house, That's right. but not so that you'll ever get paid back? Because here's what I'm learning: if you're the hospitable guy and you open your home well. If you, the minute you start counting the score to see when you're going to get invited over, you're eventually what was a joy for you is going to become Sour. a burden. So just forget it. Don't even do that. Like just agree that you're going to open your table, open your home, open your back patio uh, to the church without ever expecting to be invited to anybody's home. Like yeah. you don't keep score. And, but what would it look like if you built Christian community by saying, "Hey, you know, listen, we'd love to have you guys over, you know, next Sunday for lunch, or we'd love to have you guys over Thursday night and begin to get to know new members of the church or people that sit beside you, but you've never really gotten to know them. They sit two pews over or somebody that's struggling or a newlywed couple or somebody in your Sunday school class that you just haven't connected. Yep. What if we just routinely said, I'm going to be building community and watched what naturally blossomed out of that, what naturally happened, you know, from loving each other well for Jesus sake. Um, Brick, so we're at the 15 minute mark. I think we need That's to right. land the plane, Yeah. but I know you have more to say about this topic and I look forward over, over the you know weeks to come. 
you know, as you continue to teach and shape, you know, the culture for our small group communities and discipleship yeah. environments at Carterville, um, how community you know, continues to thrive and be healthy. I love it. Hey, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. Uh, church family, as you listen to this one, if it blesses you, why don't you share it? It's easy to like and share, make comments, or even rate the podcast. It turns out that helps it become more discoverable. That's really not something that we're super intentional about on this podcast because we think of this as a kind of an in-house, in-the-family thing. That's right. But I, I think that it will help, uh, it'll help us get the word out if we take a few minutes to be intentional about who we share this with, get the word out so that somebody can engage the Christian virtue of community. Brick, thanks for being with us. Podcast listeners, thanks for tuning in.